up everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Full episodes go up every Wednesday night 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page and the audio only version goes up 30 minutes prior at 8pm Mountain Standard Time on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just gotta search Twasm or T Watches a Scary Movie. But the easiest way to stay up to date for when I'm putting out new video, new audio, new TikToks, new letterbox reviews, anything like that at all, is to get subscribed to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T scary movie. If you get subscribed to my link tree, that'll keep you updated for whenever we have new videos, audios, and all of that coming out. It's truly the best way to stay up to date with those things. So what do I have in store for you all tonight? In movie reviews, I'm gonna be discussing Talk To Me, the latest film from A24 and Rocka Rocka producers, Michael and Danny Philippou. So we'll be talking about that in just a little bit here, but first, we have some horror news to discuss with y'all as well. So, recently, it was announced that the trailer for the upcoming Exorcist film, The Exorcist Believer, which is a legacy sequel to the original film that's being directed and written by David Gordon Green, along with help from uh, Peter, uh, Peter Sattler. We finally got a trailer for this that was attached to uh, screening uh, screenings of Oppenheimer, which opened this past weekend to critical acclaim and a massive, massive box office. And folks, woo, I have got some thoughts there for you on that for sure. Now, I need you to know that I am not opposed at all to legacy sequels. Like, in, in principle, I'm not the biggest fan because I feel like you got to kind of stand on the franchise that you've set up. It doesn't matter whether it's something like Halloween, something like Scream, whatever. I feel that there's a way to incorporate and honor whatever's good, whatever's bad at that point and make your film work. Now, I say that knowing that I very much enjoyed David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. You know, the 2018 entry was very much a, um, it was uh, it was almost like a modern day uh, updating of the original film. And then as we got Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, I believe that David Gordon Green was really able to kind of take, the, take these movies where he really wanted them to go, where the writers really wanted them to go as well too. And... It's kind of looking like it's going to be the same thing here with the Exorcist series, because in case y'all uh, y'all aren't aware of this, he's actually going to be doing three films in this Exorcist series. And we know it does connect to the original film because Chris McNeil, played by uh, Ellen Burstyn, is definitely back here to return as at least one, uh, one person of the original cast. And it's been said that Linda Blair is signed on to appear, whether it's in this first film or in the second and third one, it's been said that Linda Blair is involved in this as well too. So clearly we're gonna get some very big connections to the original film, but watching the trailer, y'all, I can't help but feel underwhelmed by it. I'm gonna see the movie and I'm hoping that the movie turns out to be phenomenal. I really am, but I just wasn't as blown away for it as I feel that I should be. And for a series like The Exorcist, which I think that a lot of you would agree that is the standard, that is the bar for exorcism movies. 
We've had so many that have come out since the original Exorcist film, including sequels and prequels and a TV show in that franchise. I personally think The Exorcist 3 is the best film in that series. I love The Exorcist, I do. I spent a Christmas day watching that movie over and over and over. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I think I've told that story on this show before here. Uh, but The Exorcist 3 was always my favorite because it managed to do something different. I think that that story was so unique and different from what we had seen in the original Exorcist movie and even like the wild swings they tried to make in the second one that you couldn't just help but to love it, honestly. And even the TV show. The TV show went back and it, it went back into the world of Reagan McNeil and her dealings with Pazuzu and her own family and how they're now being terrorized. And I thought they did an excellent job with it, but then they wisely moved on. They tried to do something new. And we've gotten an abundance of, uh, an abundance of horror films uh, based around exorcisms over the last 20 years. And some have been really good. Some have just been generic, honestly. Like even Nefarious, the worst film I've seen this year, it's the standard run-of-the-mill exorcism movie. There's nothing special about it. And I couldn't help but feel the same way watching this trailer, honestly. I, I, I felt very, very surprised that this was kind of the quality that they, they were going for with this. It didn't seem, it didn't seem right in the least bit. Um, I personally didn't find myself being that scared, honestly. I didn't really like get too excited seeing Ellen Burstyn. And that's not a knock against what they're going to do with this, okay? It could turn out to really be uh, extremely well done film. I have no doubts about that. But the trailer to me seemed very, very lackluster. I want something new. I, I want something new and right now it just doesn't feel like anything new. There's not enough by saying it's about two girls now being possessed and we're bringing in an expert that happens to be Reagan's mom who's been fascinated and just like engrossed in everything exorcism related since this all happened so long ago. Right now, it's not enough. I'm hoping that there's another trailer that'll drop here in the next month or so that will uh, look a little bit better than this. I'm positive there'll be a new, uh, newer trailer that'll drop that'll do it for us. But so far, I'm not feeling too excited about it. I've talked to y'all a bit about this because, you know, I put a video up last week when it first came out, um, my thoughts on it. Now that you have the ability to see it, because I am going to put the link up here for y'all to see, Check it out and let me know in the comments section how you're feeling about it. Are you excited? Are you bummed the same way that I am? Do you even like the Exorcist movies to begin with? Do you think something better is out there like maybe Exorcism of Emily Rose or something along those lines? Let me know in the comments, y'all. So that's gonna do it here for our horror news. We're gonna take a quick break and folks, I'll be back in my review of Talk To Me. Hey everybody. Looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria magazine subscriptions as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDEW. Welcome back to T Watches a Scary Movie. Folks here in Movie Reviews, I am here with my four-star thoughts on Talk to Me. So 
loss and how we cope with it in the worst of ways have emerged as one of the top themes of horror in 2023. Whether it's Megan, the Boogeyman, Brooklyn 4-5, the angry black girl and her monster, or uh, at least a dozen more at that point, all these films have presented vastly different looks at how we deal with loss and the lengths that we'll go to not face it. And Talk To Me gets to join that list as one of the most uncomfortable films I've seen in a while on that subject. It's truly phenomenal. I should mention up front here, just as a bit of a warning to everybody, uh, Talk To Me deals quite heavily with the topic of suicide, and it doesn't pull any punches in terms of its depiction of showing the pain that people can go through dealing with the aftermath of it. Good or bad, it's always a good idea to check out movies for yourself and form your own opinion, but because this is a topic that rightfully hits so hard for so many people, this warning feels necessary before I really get into it. Mia, played by Sophia Wilde, who you might know from The Portable Door or You Don't Know Me, has recently lost her mother to a supposed suicide and is having a hard time dealing with the emotions coming from that. She's disconnected from her father and spending all this time at the home of her best friend Jade, played by Alexandra Jensen. And after numerous videos of the latest social media craze, which seems to depict kids somehow finding themselves possessed by spirits, Mia and Jade decide to throw a party which will have disastrous consequences, not just for the two of them, but for their friends and family as well. Now, Racka Racka creators Danny and Micah Philippou uh, direct a script from Bill Hinsman and Danny Philippou based on a story by uh, Daly Pearson, who I, <laughs> y'all, okay, already, uh, diverge for, uh, I'm gonna divert for a quick second there. Like, I love the Racka Racka videos. Like, I, I feel like I kind of grew up watching those because those guys, if you've never seen them, you have to check their videos out, y'all. They, uh, they were doing some fun things with special effects that we weren't really seeing a lot on YouTube videos, and their videos were just downright hilarious. They're brutal, they're bloody, they're a really, really good time. But what got me here was the fact that da uh, 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 Daily Pearson, if I am pronouncing that right, and I apologize if I am not, uh, who originally came up with this story, is uh if you don't know that name if you don't know that name this man has been actually in a number of a uh, number of horror films there playing thor's roommate uh daryl uh and he actually ends up like i think most recently he was a uh, a tour guide in thor love and thunder like for new asgard uh but i thought i just thought that was hilarious i thought it was, that was a cool little piece of information to have there uh have there about that um but i digress uh, you know, if you've ever seen their videos, you know that these guys have a knack for these uh, violent, violent, memorable videos, like ones that have gone viral quite a bit. And it seems like it was the right idea to pursue here for the debut film, because that's really what this story kind of uh, kind of like stems from, is that, you know, these kids see that all these other kids are out there doing this really, really stupid thing, as we learn by the end of the movie. But of course, you're a kid in this day and age, you gotta try it out, because even if it is real, come on, what's the worst that could happen? And we say that knowing we've had things like Tide Pod Challenge and the Hot Water Challenge and all that stuff, but even then, I will say, uh, case in point for their, their knack for just like knocking things out of the park, the first five minutes of Talk To Me will 
absolutely be competing with Evil Dead Rise for the best horror opening of the year. Completely caught me off guard and it absolutely set the tone for the kind of brutality that we were going to see over the next 95 minutes in this film. And that 95 minutes is used damn well as the Philippu brothers uh, waste no time in getting from that shocking opening to the party that's going to change everything for Mia. Mia's clearly struggling, uh, but working her hardest to hide her pain from everyone. So when she's given this opportunity to talk to her mother, or is it? It's easy to understand, even if we don't agree, why she chooses to ignore everyone's safety just to have a few more moments to say goodbye. You know, that's always the, the, the classic conundrum in cases like this is that it's a very selfish yet understandable act that somebody who's dealing with all this pain wants more time to really, uh, to really deal with this because they haven't dealt with it already. And unfortunately, everybody else just seemingly gets caught in the crossfire by Mia wanting to do this. And Talk To Me benefits so much by not holding the hands of either the audience or the characters going through this. Because a lot of these movies, and a lot of horror movies in general, you know, there's always that time that we have to take to establish that what's happening is real. We know it's real. There's a killer out there. There's a monster. There's a demon. There's whatever. We as the audience know in most movies that that's real in the world of that movie at that point. But they still have to take that time to establish why the main character or maybe friends of the main character should believe that this is something that's happening. And Talk To Me doesn't really have that kind of dilemma because from the moment that we get to see that this is happening, we are instantly told that it's real and this is something that is absolutely serious not a joke no one's playing a game at this point this is legitimately real and i think what's so interesting about it is that it's set up in a way to where we're given a jump scare with it immediately so there's some horror right out the jump there with it but then the problem that comes with it is that after that it's played for laughs for a portion of the film as well too and I'll get back to that a little bit later because I want to talk really quickly about uh, about some of the casting in this. Sophia Wilde gives one of the best performances of the year here with her absolutely broken Mia. She gives us this picture-perfect teenager who is able to show that she blames her father. She, she personally holds a grudge against her father for her mother's death. And at the same time with her friends, she's trying to mask all that, that she doesn't really care that much. Like, yeah, she's hurt. Yeah, she's upset, but hey, it's, it's no big deal. That's life and everything. And she's playing it so hard in one case with her, with her father and other cases with her friends. And it was so amazing to see the desperation grow and grow. And Sophia Wilde just does this amazing job putting that all out on screen because to a point we understand, we, we absolutely understand the hurt and the pain and the desperation that Mia is feeling. And we don't agree at all with the methods that she's using to get what she wants, but it is understandable why she's doing what she is doing at that point. But she's not the only one. Uh, Miranda Otto, who, of course, all y'all probably know from Lord of the Rings, but also is in Annabelle Creation, plays Jade, uh, her best friend Jade's mother, Sue. And Sue is there for a lot of the comedic relief in the film. Like, there's other funny parts in it, but I really enjoyed that 
the kids were predominantly taking everything that was going on like very, very seriously. And there weren't much in the way of laughs that involved the kids. It was really focused around Miranda Otto being like a very overdoting mom. And for good reason, as we see in this film. And I, I think she does phenomenal because she has to switch it as well too, going from this very friendly overdoting mom that's very concerned about her kids and doesn't want them getting into any kind of trouble that when trouble actually occurs, she is the most protective mom in the world at that point. And while I do feel that this film does an exceptional job of showing one, per one person's struggle with their grief, along with giving us some really chilling moments in the uh, earlier part of the film with like the various seances and the opening and things like that, the biggest problem is there's just not enough of them. There's a truly fantastic scene involving one of the kids who takes their turn summoning the spirits that's absolutely gonna stick with you. Uh, it is incredibly, incredibly brutal, uh, and it's gonna be hard for some of y'all to watch for sure. But the downside is, is that that is a very, very high high that's around midway through the film that we just don't get back to at that point. And not only that, but it's one of the only actual like scarier moments in the film itself. And no, we, we've talked about this before. Like I get their horror movies, I get their scary movies and everything, but it's not like we have to be terrified the entire way through, but they do such a good job with this movie that it feels like, man, like we could have just gotten more in the way of these spirits showing up and causing problems. Like I wanna see more because it's such an interesting concept. It really is such a fascinating concept for us to watch. And going back to that scene I was talking about earlier to where they introduce the spirits and there's a good jump scare, but then almost right after it starts being played for last for a long amount of time, the problem is, is that that kind of desensitizes all of us to the appearance of these spirits. When they start showing up later on in the film, they're nowhere near as scary as that one moment was, and it just takes away from the film being 100% successful. It could have been a little bit better, I feel, if we got more of these instances with the spirits showing up, and if they were played more for scares as well, too. Um, it's it's not bad. I mean, I, I get it. I think the film is is really really well done, but unfortunately, it does seem to lack just a bit in the scare department. At least for me, folks. This is a strong debut from a pair of filmmakers who have been making so many of us laugh for years. And while the movie doesn't necessarily set up for any kind of sequel. I definitely think this concept would be perfect for one that could focus on a completely new set of characters who get pulled into doing the exact same thing. So if y'all are thinking about it, sequel wouldn't be too bad of an idea here for that. Talk to Me is available in theaters everywhere starting July 28th. Go and check it out, folks. Um, this is. It's important to note that Talk to Me is being distributed by A24, which is one of the only studios that's working within uh, the SAT, uh, the Screen Actors Guild's guidelines right now that they're trying to achieve. There are all these other studios there, so you definitely got to support it to show that these studios need to make a deal, folks. Our writers and our actors are still looking for fair compensation from this horrible, horrible deal that has forced them to strike. Support your actors, support your writers, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. That's gonna wrap everything up here for tonight's episode. Be on the lookout though, folks. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. We have Till Death Do Us Part. We have The Meg 2. We have The Last Voyage of the Demeter. We have so many good films here that I'm excited to talk to y'all about. 
Make sure to hit that subscribe button, folks, and go check out Talk To Me. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox, where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.